kind of think about it, Tinder is like a battle royale game for dating. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Beyond Episode 581, IGN's weekly PlayStation show. I am joined this week by Brian Altano. You don't ever give us a heads up of what you're going to do at the top of the show, and I'm very happy for it. Of course not. Lucy O'Brien is also mm, with us. Hello. And, <laughs> and I know what you're referring to. Never. And John Ryan. Uh, what's the Lee Carvalho's putting challenge of dating? <laughs> Ooh, I couldn't even remotely begin to guess. Uh, thank you for joining us, by the way, John. You are back after. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's good to see you all again. It's, good to see it's you, glad too. glad to have you back. Uh, you, before we get into the show, you were previously with us in a wiki's capacity at IGN. Yeah. You I'm, left IGN to rejoin IGN. I did. I left and then immediately regretted my decision and came back, uh, mm-hmm. but in a different way. And you are now our senior features editor. I am, yeah. I, I'm doing this cool new thing with uh, Lucy here. We're going to make some cool features mm-hmm. for everybody. It's going to be real neat. So, pressure boss on the show no pressure whatsoever nope i'm actually going to be actually fired this time perfect (laughs) looking forward to that uh before we begin a couple pieces of housekeeping number one we have a newsletter at ign if you didn't know about that newsletters are still a thing and it's actually very informational and very well put together uh you should check it out if you're interested it's subscribe.ign.com you can go there you can basically get your daily fix of ign you see what i did there and you'll be able to get everything without ever coming to the site but also please come to the site because we really need you to do that but it's a really great resource that you can get every day into your inbox Box. Uh, it's tremendously put together by a few people on the team, and you should definitely check that out. In addition to that, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, or if you did, you probably know by now, the show, as well as all of IGN's other podcasts, are going audio-only starting next week. I know that's kind of a big shock, especially because most of you already listened to us, as it is in audio version. But for those who have been watching us, first of all, thank you so much for doing so. We know we've heard you, and we know you are watching on YouTube, on IGN.com, and other platforms. This is a big change for the show, uh, but we are excited to look at the future of the show and what it looks like for us as well as every other show here. I fell in love with Beyond as an audio podcast and so I'm really, really excited to see what we can do with the show when focusing on it in just one format and make it the best audio show that we can. Mm-hmm. You'll still be able to listen to Beyond and all the other podcasts on the services you're used to. Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and including YouTube will be sure to put the audio version up there as well. So you won't be able to see us on Beyond but you will be able to see us in other new shows that we're working on that we're really excited to be telling you about in the future as well as, of course, listen to us every week on Beyond. Uh, and Obviously, we talked about this a bit last week, and we're talking about it now. We will be going audio only. It is a big change. I know for a lot of you who've been watching, it's a great way for us to be able to connect with you all one-to-one. But we talked about it. We are really excited to try to see what we can do with the show in the audio format. Yeah. I think that, like, um, you know, to, to, like, bring this to the positive side, I think that, like, magical stuff happens when a show goes audio only or when a show is audio only. Not to say that, like, studio shows are bad, but studio shows are kind of stuffy. And this is a beautiful studio. I love it here. But when you do a show like this, it's sort of just like, I don't know, what do you think? Everybody's all buttoned up. Audio shows get a little more lax and a little more weird, and oh, that's that's yes. my yeah. I don't have to hold that's my zone anymore. right there. No, I, I think you know I I was saying uh, this it. in the meeting the other day. Like you know I come from the Australian podcast, which has been only audio only. Mm-hmm. I think we like dipped into video once, and it was like, oh, what are we doing, hiding our beers <laughs> under the table? Um, but you know, like it's true, it does allow for a way more relaxed vibe, a way more sort of like chill uh, vibe, and I think that's really exciting. And I, I, I hope that that will like beget that kind of mood for us. Yeah, and I'll say I read every single comment on last week's episode, every single one, and I read it all on NVC. I didn't read them on the other shows because I don't care about them as much. Wow. Um, no, I'll be, no, I'll right. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and like I understand that people are upset with the decision, and a lot of people are saying we, we want to leave and we're going we're gonna, to, you know, this is it, um, goodbye. Um, you're fully entitled to do that. I just want to implore you. Give us a chance. Give us a few weeks. If you hate looking at our logo while we talk and you're like, this is not for me, 
Thank you for trying. Uh, but if you want to stick around, we're going to make an awesome show for you guys. And we're really excited to keep doing that. These shows aren't being canceled. They're just changing formats a little bit. And I think they're going to improve. Visually, they will not improve. Mm, That's yeah, a guarantee. They will. It depends well, on your perspective. Know. It could yeah. be if, if you hate <laughs> looking at us. Yeah. yeah. But sonically, uh, they will improve. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I am excited to see what we can do as an audio show. I did, like, as someone who listened to Beyond since episode one, it, listening to everyone go off on crazy tangents, knowing the relaxed nature of that. We are sitting at a desk. We're all talking in a somewhat mm -hmm. serious format here. I'm so, at work right now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and there's a bit <laughs> more freedom in that audio yes. form. And I'm excited to see what we do. And like you said, Brian, I hope you do stick with us on that. I know it may take a few weeks for us to figure out what the show looks like or sounds like. We, we'll figure out what it looks like and you won't see it, <laughs> but you will hear it. And I hope you do. You are excited for what we put together in yeah. the coming weeks. Before that all happens, though, of course, we do have plenty to talk about this week. Uh, John Ryan is here because he has played many hours of Days Gone. But before we get to that, we have a big announcement about an another Sony first party studio. Ooh. Sucker Punch <gasps> has brought on some top tier talent. Yep. Andrew Goldfarb. Thieves. Uh, you may have listened or watched last week. He left IGN, unfortunately, our dearly departed Andrew, my boss. But he has moved on to Sucker Punch, and he's working there as their communications manager. So we probably have not heard the last of Andrew on Beyond. I have mm -hmm. a feeling he'll come oh, by at some point to talk about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, for sure. uh -huh. yeah. Uh, but uh, if you were wondering and haven't seen his tweet or the many of us tweeting about it, that's where Andrew ended up. Yeah. If you're listening to this late and haven't seen him lately. Yeah. If it's 2025 and you haven't heard from Andrew in a yeah. while, that's where he ended up in 2019. Super excited for that guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Me too. And for that game. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I've loved everything I've seen of it so far and I can't wait to sh see what Andrew shows me. Mm -hmm. yep. Even the screenshot that he shared on his Twitter announcement, I was like, God, that looks so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. That game is pretty. pretty. Can't wait for it on PS5. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but we'll before, see. before the PlayStation 5, JR, Days Gone. Days Gone. So you've played. Is almost here? It's almost here. It's coming out in April and yep. April. Uh, you played it's the 26th 26th right? yeah. yes yeah you played five hours of it I did yeah wow. I played through the That's first so... like hour of the game roughly um, yeah. and then uh, jumped ahead a little bit to I don't know if it's mid game or still fairly early uh, but then played another like three and a half four hours of it um, and I just right off the bat I had a lot of fun with it I know there's some folks who are kind of in the fair to Midland place on Days Gone, like they don't really know what its deal is, they don't really know why they should care about it, and like it's just, it was a really really solid few hours. Mm -hmm. um, I think the big takeaway for me is that it is it was super super familiar. Like I jumped into it and I immediately was like, oh, I know exactly how to play this game. Um, not saying that like I'm an expert on tactics in it or anything, but like it has its own unique stuff. But like it is a really great kind of blend of a bunch of different, very accessible games that we've all kind of become familiar with. Like, as far as a big open world goes, you jump right in and, like, once you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's, you know, not zombie zombies, there's, you know, this, there's that, and you're immediately at home. What's some of the DNA that you see in it from other games? So there's the, I mean, there's that notion of, like, they're zombies, but they're not. They're like, freakers. They're, well, freakers. They're, they're freakers, which naming conventional choices aside, um, I think the, I think you guys actually had a pretty smart discussion about it a while back. The I really like what they've sort of done with the freakers, where it's like they're not. It, it's sort of like The Last of Us in that they're not undead. Like capital Z zombies have to like be undead and yep. feast on the mm -hmm. flesh of the living to like keep them sustained. Whereas freakers are 
think meth heads. Oh, so like it's more like barely. yeah, it's more like twenty eight days later, kind of like yeah. infected. Like they're they're, they're infected. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. this plague, this disease mm-hmm. that is essentially like you know how back before vaccines were a thing, people would get a fever so bad that it would effectively melt their brain. Yeah, it's kind of like that. The good old days. The good old, <laughs> the good old days <laughs> for some people, idiots. Um, and my my theory on all of that, by the way, and I've said this before, is I don't I don't think this is like a it's it's a a one way street. Yes, yeah. you know, is what I'm trying to say is that like you don't just <laughs> become one of these things. I could be totally wrong, but I have a feeling like you can become a freaker and then you can not walk back from it or run back. From yeah, it. but you can maybe be there might be treated. Um, and there's like all those dudes in like The Walking Dead. They're like, I'm going to keep my daughter's head in the fish tank. Don't do that. One no. day this nope. might work. And everyone's like, it's not going to work. Don't well, do so it. Like the nice thing She'll is there is that there's no me. like <laughs> there's no infinite loop for, you know, little Sally's head to get kept in a fish tank. Yeah. Like you can't do that They're They are alive until you explode them or crush them with logs. Right. Or and what's the most like like. In terms of the usual zombie, like, let's go for the headshot. Is that the most efficient way of killing them? Or? I mean, they're all pretty, they're honestly not super tough and, and like, spongy. Like, they are okay. they all pretty much fell down in one or two shots. Um, because it, from... their strength is numbers, not, yeah. like, Right, because Resident Evil 2. Yeah, it's not like that. So it's, spongy. It's not, no, it's not like <laughs> RE2 where you just unload a full clip in okay. one zombie's face. In its and head, like, and it's somehow. And you're like, why yeah. would you die? Like, bears, <laughs> bears are a very different story. I, fi- I ran into a couple of bears while I was playing it. Like freak of bears or just regular oh, bears? Oh, it was, it was bad. The bear that I ran into was a regular bear. Okay. But we, you know, we've seen in other trailers and stuff, there are freaker bears. Yeah. Um, I ran into some infected wolves, which were horrifying. They were just the absolute worst. Um, but yeah, so their whole thing is like they're not, they're infected. They they sleep, which is weird. But like they sleep standing up like a horse. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, it's, it's so Strange. Are they on all fours like a horse or just no? They're just like standing up. Okay, got but it. like they sleep. I, I was told about those sections where you'll come across this like small canyon where there's a bunch of them just huddled around, just sleeping standing or, there, yeah, or just having it's lunch. Kinda like, did you guys see iRobot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know the bit where he like goes into the shipping container things and like oh, yeah. opening up containers, and there's just like little clusters of robots standing together, clearly on but not moving. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that. Um, I really appreciate an iRobot reference. In oh, yeah. Hell yes, Thank absolutely. You. I'm not going to leave here without talking about Isaac Asimov at least once. Perfect. For those of you who are not familiar with horse sleep patterns but have seen <laughs> iRobot, we just want to make sure <laughs> yeah. all the bases are covered. Right. So or for those of you who are familiar with iRobot but not horse sleeping patterns. Yeah. In terms of which, I would say, please fix that. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's a hierarchy of knowledge there, and you're kind of screwing it up. You know about horses? You know about robots. <laughs> Those are the two people on this planet. Not like horse robots like on Westworld. That's a different story. No. Those are, that's that's, that's confusing. Pure fantasy, that's Brian. confusing to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sponges, I feel like we got all the liquid out of that Perfect. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, I have 10 uh, more minutes of material. Yeah. Good job, everybody. Uh, so anyway, going back to the not I'm poor sorry. sleeping freakers. But yeah. So... Um, yeah, so in terms of like the DNA of of other games, yeah. um, you've sort, you've sort of got that sense of The Last of Us where it's like, yes, you can fight every uh, cordyceps in The Last of Us if you so choose, but your life is a lot easier and you will be a lot less dead if you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's then, you know, they bring in a lot of stealth mechanics, which work really well, like super comfortable. Um, Murder grass? I, yes, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I saw like myself become translucent. Vertigress <laughs> um, is also a great band name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, um, uh, uh, with that pastiche of The Last of Us, I think that's the thing people have compared it to the most going in. Definitely but, yes and no. Yeah. Um, you know, the yes of it is that really beautifully rendered 
world. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of what what this game does really really well is brings that sense of like constant danger in The Last of Us, where it's like no matter what level you're in, what chapter you're playing, like you're always like looking over your shoulder, like oh shit, is someone gonna jump out and kill me? And in this, it's very much the same. Mm-hmm. Like that notion of the world is all, like I think their tagline is like. Uh, the world comes for you. And it's like that notion of like the world just constantly being out to get you. And that really does feel accurate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was never a time when I was playing through almost any of the the hours that I spent, like aside from when I was visiting like a, you know, a camp or a safe house where I felt like safe. Like there was always something. Like it was even as I was just like driving through the woods, like because they've shown off such huge groups of these freakers, Anytime I saw just fucking one, I was like, where's the rest of them? Mm-hmm. Where's the yeah, rest of them? Yeah. So like, I'll be riding through my motorcycle, and like, the motorcycle is, is I think it's interesting to have a world in which no cars exist, but motorcycles do. Right. Um, and the lore of it makes sense, where it's like, okay, what is the biggest, stupidest thing that can get in the way of me escaping right now? It's a car. Right. Because it can't get anywhere unless there's a road. Um, and but motorcycles like you can change the tires out on those. You can change up the shocks. Like you, can, they're versatile enough and they're small enough that they can get almost anywhere. How in depth is that the bike aspect of the game? Because there, there I mean, like, it's part of the cycle we've seen of this game. They really did hone in on the bike being like a main part of. The yeah, game. and it, I mean, it is. It's it's sort of like your. It, it's I mean it's 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 an extension of your backpack. It, it's mm-hmm. it's another tool that's going to keep you alive. So would you say it's another character in the game? No. That would I mean, be great. If, yeah, if, if yes, in the sense that you can like I just know it's, it. it's such a cliche it's to not say the, that. It's not the, the fifth character. The world is a character. It's not the fifth character on Sex in the City. Okay. No. <laughs> horses, horses are nature's motorcycles. <laughs> it's that's uh, undeniable. I, I've got a question. There was still material was, left. <laughs> you know, it sounds it sounds incredibly tense. Um, did yeah. You, did you? Were you ever? actually frightened would you call it like because you know so many zombies are so ubiquitous in video games like i don't i, I don't think of a zombie game as necessarily a horror game because yeah, they're just like another enemy type. i don't think i was mm-hmm. frightened in the sense okay. of just like like there were there was a couple of moments where like i would be caught off guard or surprised by something um but i think maintaining tension is something it does really well but i don't think if you're looking for like a horror experience like if you're looking to be scared like you would in re2 or amnesia like you shouldn't necessarily expect that aspect from I, this. I would quantify it as like the from what I experienced at the Pack South demo, it's not really fear as much as that sort of incalculable oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I don't know what the name of that is, but when you look behind you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Like there's just like fifty people and they're yeah. like they're it's not just like this snake. You know, of men like they splinter right. off, and well, there's like robot horses. There's like three on top men. over here. There's ten over here, and there's one guy off the side. And he's like, man, do they, like, co- they coordinate? Like, I'm really, really interested in how they they're move. basically ants. As a, like as they're an AI kind of. So as the AI, I never actually ran into one of like in the. I never ran into in the wild like one of those big massive hordes. So like oh, we okay. saw at the PAX South demo. I think yeah. the last time that I played the game, they kind of uh, tracked you in this uh, open like this mass grave where there was like three hundred of them. Yes, I never ran into a horde that size. Um, I think the biggest group I would seen I saw was probably I'd say maybe forty or fifty, which is still like it's significant. It's a number. It's of, significant. Yeah. Um, and so in that moment, like specifically where it was mostly 
kind of clusters of them as opposed mm. to them all being like one big group trying to get me. Um, but it was really cool because sort of in that notion of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> like it was coming off at the tail end of this mission where like I had to like go find this kid who has, you know, been like hiding out in this house. So I ended up rescuing them. And so I've got this kid and then these other bikers show up because but basically like because of the cars being pretty useless like motorcycles have become sort of the ubiquitous vehicle of this particular post-apocalypse um but there's this cult called the like the rest in peace folk who basically view the freakers as like the next the evolution like they're yeah right like they're they're, like anti-vaxxers basically basically (laughs) yeah um they're all just suburban moms from like way up northern Mm -hmm. california um, like, these things are great. <laughs> I think they're wonderful. Yeah, Let's exactly. pray. They just have alopecia <laughs> really badly. Um, so anyways, so those uh, these guys, the, the, the Rippers are the name of the gang that they use, which I'm just like, the Rippers. Okay, the Rippers. Mm-hmm. Um, Were they watching Full House while they made Yes, 100%. Okay, perfect. Um, just remind us, they remind us of the um, protagonist's name? Because I, tr- I, I don't want to do that. Please, can you? Oh, it's so good. I, truly, I, like, is... like, I just love this name so much. I think it's the best name. It's Deacon St. John. It is great. Here's the thing. Like, it's, I, I, I keep going on these tangents, and I'm really sorry for that, gang. Um, but sorry, I, it's, it's the first, yeah. when they first introduced him, like, I was like, okay, fine. It's another gruff white dude. Like, his name's Deacon St. John. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, but I was really surprised they made me care about old Deke. Old Deke. Old Deke. They actually uh, do refer to him as Deke, which I'm just like, Oh, okay. no. Everybody, look, everybody's got to have a nickname. Like, everyone needs a one-syllable nickname that the guy in the, your ear can be like, Hey, Deke, come on! So I this, just, this is important, though, because that, that's like sort of yeah. what I was going to ask you, and you're probably going to bring it up so, right now. The, no, the, I, this, they, I, okay. I had Deacon's question. <laughs> they, <okay. laughs> they announced this week that the game is going to be roughly 30 hours, yeah. you know, which I think in, like, dev speak is like, it's usually, and every developer does this. that's usually like on the on the longer end if you try to find everything maybe i'm wrong Um, so it sounds like that's just core story yeah and Uh, so they also said there's going to be six hours of cutscenes. to which i was like oh man i really hope i connect with the characters in this game didn't expect to connect with them nearly as much as i did that rules and granted i am operating uh already at a you know sort of level uh of engagement just by the fact that i'm like a straight white dude where I'm just like, oh, this is like as an avatar, I can identify already with you. Um, I can't. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but even you, so... You've like, never owned a backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a uh, jean jacket with the sleeves torn off? Have you ever... That does not surprise yes. me. Yeah, that's everyone, that's totally on brand for That's absolutely true. <laughs> you in a backwards hat, though? Man, I would pay money to see that. Yeah. That would um, never happen. <laughs> have you ever it's been Starkiller in a Star Wars video game? Mm. Mm. Um, so, okay. The kid... Uh, the Sam Whitworth. Kid, Jesus, yes. Sam Whitworth, <laughs> the, the adult man. <laughs> that kid. <laughs> that kid. That well, because when I, when I realized that connection, I was just like, that game is... For, not forever ago, but like that's an older game for me. Um, so yeah, you may recognize uh, Deacon St. John's actor as uh, Sam Witwer, who mm-hmm. was Starkiller yep. in The Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed and 2. And Darth Maul in The Clone Wars. Yep. yep. And uh, Rebels and Solo. Solo, spoiler alert for mm-hmm. Solo, which I just watched a few weeks ago. Not as bad as everyone said. Oh, no, no, no. no I like that said it was it's like fun. Yeah, it's, it's just really forgettable. Yeah, it's just it's not like a core Star Wars movie and it's fine. It's but this role. is not what we're yep. here to discuss. Yes. Um, they did a they did a really good job, and I was really surprised at how, wh- how much, how invested I became in the handful of characters who I met throughout the you know few hours that I played. And like they do a lot of interesting stuff 
with, you know, Deacon's backstory and sort of how that ties into the main narrative. So with him and Sarah... Uh, yes, I, I was curious about that because, like, at least in the last couple of weeks of promoting the game, they really emphasized Deacon and Sarah's relationship. Yeah, like they sent out a wedding invitation to me. To oh, that's so attend cute. Deacon and Sarah's wedding, and I'm like, that's not going to go well. No, I'm no. Well, sure I mean, the that. wedding I'm sure was a beautiful night. Probably, it was so memorable and yes. full of magic. But, uh, is but the, now everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, is it heavy on flashback and conveying his backstory? Is it what I saw of it was? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't want to get super into the like nuts and bolts of the story because sure. I feel like that is something that I. A, don't have a super strong grasp of based on how the flow of the demo was. So, like, we played, like, most of the first hour. And because I've actually been really into Days Gone for the last, like, couple of years, I've seen it already. They did a live stream of it a few months ago. Um, So it wasn't the entirety of that opening hour. Um, But then they jumped forward. And I don't know how much I missed in between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was very much like, okay, now we're in the story, capital T. T.S. the story with um, and so yeah there was a bunch of, of stuff with Sarah and Deacon that was focused on flashbacks but they also sort of wound it into what I assume will be like the main part of the core story so they do this neat thing where basically everything you do has its own storyline attached okay. and they like track it actively in the menus um, so it's not just like you're doing the main story you're doing side missions like the whole story of Days Gone is just like you they pitched it to me as like you're finding a reason to live which like, I think like that's kind of a stretch um, who isn't though that's yeah Every like that's morning, just existing right? I asked myself it's literally that question. just existing that's my open world um, game <laughs> But that notion of, like, what does that mean to people? Like, do I just... Like, there are plenty of people who just live at a camp who just chill. Yeah. And, like, you know, the there's the people who run the camps. And, like, they all have their own philosophies. And, like, sort of trying this back to character stuff, like, this is where a lot of that really came through outside of just, like, the core two principal roles of Deacon and, and Sarah and Boozer. I was going to ask you about that because I think that's where like something like the walking dead gets a little like lossy and people are like, what's like, what's the end game here? What's the, what's the destination? Yeah. Where's the gated community where you, it, it's right. not full of cannibals. Um, spoilers. It doesn't exist. No. Uh, like how does all that interact and like sort of like where you mentioned safe houses and stuff like, yeah, do you build like a domicile that becomes your own or are there scattered places around the world that you're sort of like, I'm okay here for a little bit. Like where, where is your like sort of sense of progression in terms of the, like the landscape? And well, so this is what I, what I really like. And sort of going back to that idea of the DNA of days gone from other games is like, there's a, there's like your core camps that you can go to, um, but then there's also safe houses that you can unlock or um, like other smaller camps that you can like like bunkers basically underground. Um, but those are more like Far Cry outposts where it's like there's a bunch of dudes. Like, do you remember from that E3 demo back when Deacon got clotheslined? Yeah. Um, he's riding his motorcycle along and a bunch of guys like set up a trap for him basically. Um, so those sort of like outless guys, I call them the lawless because they're not like, basically there's folks who like live in a camp and they either, you know, find a way to earn their keep or they, you know, have a work arrangement with folks or they figure out ways to make supply runs and they sort of like buy into this new society's way of ordering itself. Whereas these other folks are a bunch of different groups, but they're all kind of just vaguely outlaws, bandits, the lawless folk, whatever. Um, and so they've kind of taken hold of a bunch of strongholds. So like, you know, uh, an old camping lodge or a gas station or something. And like you can take those back to make them your own 
uh, fast travel points, or you can uh, unlock, uh, I think it's mostly, um, what the hell are they called? Uh, Watchtower fires. Firewatch had them. The oh, lookout, oh, oh, lookout yes. towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah lookout yeah, towers yeah. for like the National Park Service. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are your safe houses. Oh, cool. So like you can but fast travel. To but the there's th- like bad guys on them and you have to take them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. People are like sick of that stuff. Not me. I, I know, love if, those if things. If you can do it well. I am so sick of it. What? <laughs> I just like, oh, as soon as it turns an open world into like a, okay, I've got to unlock this bit, and I've got to unlock this bit, and I've got to unlock this bit, kind of takes away the authenticity of that open world, and it becomes more of a chore. I am, That's how I feel. I am nostalgic for uh, for for outposts and towers, because every game <laughs> Played did it. Played New like three weeks ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Far Cry. No, I, I, every game did it, for every Ubisoft anymore. game did it for like sure. 10 well, years straight, towers. and then everyone was like, stop doing that, and everyone stopped doing it. Yeah. And the now thing, I want it to come back a little bit. The thing I like about this. You can't be nostalgic for something that's only been gone for like, <laughs> like two years. years. Yes, <laughs> you can. Um, I really miss Kingdom Hearts, you guys. I wish they would bring that. It's oh, been so long since I've Star Wars Never going to happen. <laughs> um, what I like about this, though, and like, yeah, I totally am with you on the fact of, of the sort of rote repetition of it being super fatigued. Mm. But with this is that they managed to tie it back to everything really well. Like It is that notion about like the end game. You know, I, I'm sure that there is a you know story beat that is like okay, the end, there it goes. But like the end game here isn't necessarily about like oh, I want to check off all the dots. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. It's more just like everything that you do will help you survive. Mm. So it's like every fast travel point means that you know that's less time that I have to spend potentially getting chased by giant bears. All of the um, bounties that you turn in, like because you get bounties for everything. Like if you kill. A bunch of freakers, like you take all their ears and sell them back for cash at camp. Um, that's cool. That's, it's neat. It's everything. Everything like feels like it matters. <laughs> you don't. Unfortunately, there's not like a single animation for every single one. Like you just kind of pick them up like gold coins. Okay. I'm actually Less after Red Dead. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They can take. Yeah. A while. Well, you you do still skin animals if you go hunting, but mm-hmm. like you're not going to go. To, you're not going to blow up a crowd of 300 freakers and then go one by one and be like, got an ear, got an ear, got an ear. That sounds like the most like disturbing scene in video games. <laughs> really horrible. If, if they can make it like, like they're picking flowers, yeah. a freaker skinning simulator is like way too no, much for me. No, thank you. Um, but speaking of like, you can collect those sorts of things in there. It, yeah. In terms of it, this being an open world game, and I guess thinking a little bit to Horizon in terms of the Sony first party pool. Like, mm-hmm. are there collectibles in this world? Are there like specific things you can look for? Like I the- know that there are. I don't know if. I don't know if either I just didn't find any okay. or if they just weren't like enabled gotcha. uh, in this particular build. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I saw a tab for them in the, the tracker menus, menus mm-hmm. though. Gotcha. Um, There's Korok ears. <laughs> That's it. Surprise, surprise. You yeah. loved them in Zelda. Well, they're here too. They're back. a lot sadder. You yep. thought <laughs> Xbox and Nintendo was teaming up. Wait until you see Days Gone. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, in terms of like just the, like the big open world, I think Horizon's a very astute comparison in terms of like the sort of structure and the size of the world itself like because it is or at the very least it seems massive yeah um you know the the area that we've seen in a lot of the trailers uh this uh region i think is called the cascades or something like that where it's like heavily forested and there's a bunch of just like tall trees and like kind of like little trails and rockier mountains was big to explore but then we went to this second part of the demo which was in excuse me which started me in a whole other section uh, that was more like rocky. It was like high desert as opposed to like kind of forested mountains. Mm. Um, and again, I rode around for a long time and like 
only bounced back into that previous area like once or twice. Wow. And they, they, it's aesthetically very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. really it's it's neat. It's it's very much. You know, I'm. I think I potentially the rest of us, depending on how much time outside of San Francisco we spend, um, are, are a little more used to it. But I think it's an interesting set of biomes to see next to one another, mm -hmm. to see these really, really dense, huge trees with snow and like kind of snow-capped mountains and, and the occasional dusting like down on ground level and mm. heavy, heavy rain, to then switch over to, in the span of just a few miles, like rocky desert and kind of like dusty trails winding around these like kind of dead trees and like mm -hmm. all of these like it's a hot spring so like there's just like kind of it's just kind of wet that's like, how, all that these, sounds like, awesome yeah it's really it cool. yeah. i'm um, super into that because i feel like horizon was like a little it almost felt like super mario world like it was really on the nose it was a little jarring it was like here's ice world and here's fire yeah, town you that. know like i think and i love that game but like it just you would you would go from one area to another and all of a sudden there would just be like fire monsters yeah but like, you can still see all like right. snow over yeah. there but yeah, there's yeah. lava all around yeah. you i think that there might be a little bit of that here but it's it's less so sure. it's definitely like uh i would say more believable but a little more skewing the side of the real a little more gradual maybe yeah it's it's yeah. more um it, it's just it's it's not there's not going to be like oh this is just the snowy part it's like oh these mountains sometimes get cold enough to snow so like in terms of upgrading your person um i know you can do that with your motorcycle yep. um there was a bunch of stuff in i think when they announced like the release day and the you know the launch package and all that in this collector's edition there's all this like extra bells and whistles you can put not literal bells and whistles on your motorcycle there might that actually be a whistle on you can put baseball <laughs> cards in the spokes and just kind of That'd be Hi really everyone! Good. Please add that <laughs> if you're listening. Uh, no, um, really enjoy can you my bike horn. can you upgrade your weapons, your per, your your character? Sort like, of. Um, well, yes, you can upgrade your character. Uh, Deacon can has like a skill tree in a couple of different veins. So, like there's melee skills and there's combat skills, um, and they're all like the ones that I had the like I basically had like four or five skill points to spend during the broader chunk of my demo, um, and I will admit like I had regrets based on what I did, and I usually think mm -hmm. I'm pretty careful, but like, and it's not that any of them felt useless that I chose one that was like a bad choice. It was mm -hmm. beneficial for sure. But I regretted not choosing something else after I was like, oh, wait, shit, no, this is a lot more effective in this particular <laughs> right. scenario that I happen to find myself in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, I think, three or four different skill trees that you can unlock. Cool. Um, and it's very much like that sort of, you know, harking all the way back to, like, you know, your nostalgia for Far Cry 3. Like, it's sort of that notion of, like, yes, it's a big open world action game, but there's still those RPG elements where you will, you know, be able to boost up your bike and your character and, like, they'll all you know, have certain benefits like being able to repair your melee weapons instead of having them just degrade and then break is like being so important. Oh, they degrade. Mm -hmm. It's degradable. Weapons. Yeah. 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 There, there is a, there's a sort of arcadey bit of survivalism to mm -hmm. this okay. game, which I really like, like your motors, your bike will break if you pop too many sweet wheelies off of ramps, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> All the time. There's a I've, trick course you can find. I I'm sure that the there world. is. I bet there yeah, is. Yeah. By the way, there's just something inherently funny to me about like an adult dude driving a motorcycle through the woods. <laughs> like it's just not <laughs> like through like through the dirt. Through like, like yeah, like and there's just like you're winding around trees and stuff like that. It's just like there's I I know it's a serious game, but to me like when I do that in Far Cry, it's like the goofiest shit. Oh yeah, there, there, I, don't, there, I don't know. Were, I find that kind of like it's weird. I find that sort of unnerving as a as a concept. Like yeah. a man driving a motorcycle <laughs> through the woods is very frightening to me. Well, I think. Even like a kid on a bicycle through the woods, it's like that's kind of treacherous. But like a motorcycle, I don't know. It's like flying a kite at night. Yeah, yeah, just, it's, it's just, wrong. It's, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Wrong. 
it's that's the thing I've literally it. never had to think about. It's unnatural, <laughs> and I refuse to see it until um, I play this um, game. But, I, you know, people keep, uh, people keep bringing up The Last of Us, and I understand why, because it's a PlayStation-exclusive, gritty, zombie-ish game, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I think what separates this game from Naughty Dog games is that you can upgrade the weapons, and you can keep them. And yeah, like, yeah. That's always been my disconnect so, in, like, Uncharted and stuff like that, is, like, you just... Nathan Drake is just picking up guns and shooting them and throwing down, picking up guns. Was, there's never ever like this is my shotgun and I made it better and better yeah. and better. So technically, I, I, I'm gonna say this, but I might be corrected by Sony and or Dev. So I'm sorry if that's the case. Um, I think all of your weapons are technically borrowed. Um, so like, yes, they are your guns. You will not have them removed from your inventory. Mm-hmm. But the way that the uh, system works, it's not money. You don't get money. From people like you don't mm-hmm. turn in bounties you don't hunt a bunch of freakers and steal all those delicious ears and people just pay you with a stack of bottle caps or bullets or whatever like you earn for everything you do you earn credit so like instead of it being you actually have to carry on money and pay someone with it the camp is just like okay we know you well enough you've done enough favors for us that like cool like we trust you enough to have this gun interesting um okay. or or we feel like we owe you enough to give you a new part to your bike um and then the more you do for them the more they'll trust you and you know it's just leveling up your your rank with them um but the more that like i, I like it as a bit of additional world building yeah like so again it goes back to that thing of like it's got a bunch of dna from other games and so it all feels really familiar but not but it's all sense. but in a believable sense but it's also just really well done like, yes, you might argue that, you know, we've seen this before. What's the point? And I'm like, yes, you've seen it before, but it's also, like, not bad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. to take mechanics that are tried and true and do them really, really well, that's good. Isn't mm-hmm. inherently a bad thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, they seem to be doing interesting enough things with the story and with, especially with the sort of physics playgroundiness of the, the hordes that I'm really curious to see what the rest of it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I... Hearing you talk about it so much, like I'm probably more excited than I've been in a while for this game. I, nice. Like some of the, so you did a good job. I did it. You didn't even write the preview yet, or maybe you did. Who knows? I did. You can see it on IGN mm. right now. Excited. Oh, yeah. Go I forgot that. this is the future. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I am curious. So you played roughly about five hours or so, yeah. uh, and you hopped around a bit. Uh, one of, I think, the concerns we've expressed here is we kind of see the game within, like, you know, the gameplay span of an hour or two hours so yeah how do you think it will go along the line that's what i don't know okay Mm -hmm. you know i think this what i walked away with was i really like what i played Mm -hmm. and what i played for that five hours you know so we've seen it up until now it was sort of this disparate collection of of mechanics like there was that one demo where you could choose the stealth portion where you're just gonna sneak through a motel and, and like collect gas cans while trying to avoid or stabbing freakers. And then there was that horde demo that you played, Brian, where it's like you can just shoot the out of a lot of them. Sorry, I swore. And we never really knew what that looked like kind of as a whole. So now we've got a chance to see it sort of as, you know, the sum of its parts. And the the few hours I spent with it like look really good. Like it was fun. It was it it felt good. It was familiar. But again, for me, that's not a bad thing. Um, but I don't know what it looks like in terms of you know thirty hours or forty I, or fifty. I mean, I think so much of that will come down to variety of of world and and enemy types as well. Yeah, like you know, open world games nowadays in a post Red Dead world. Um, not that this is you know, on the same level, but <clears throat> there's an expectation of, of the world being alive and interesting. And I think, you know, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn did a good job just in terms of its, like, 
enemy types. Like I just remember having these like sort of encounters just exploring that were so memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that's for me, that's like the biggest question mark. Yeah. I look, I look at it right now. Like my biggest fear that is, is that we'll see what happened to this. We'll see what happened to mafia three happened to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, cause I, I loved everything that I saw of mafia three up until it came out. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like I, all the preview content that I had, like I loved Lincoln clay as a protagonist. Like I love the story stuff and the story stuff throughout the entire game was good. It's just that everything between cutscenes was like, well, okay, I've done this for the billionth time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what the rest of the world looks like. Yeah. I don't know what other, like the only kinds of zombies that I ran into were the swarmers, freakers. which are, I'm sorry, uh, the only kinds of freakers that I ran into. Thank you, Jonathan. I truly appreciate it. Anytime. That. Happy to be here. Thank you for checking that. <laughs> um, the the only kinds of freakers that I ran into were like the ones they call swarmers, which mm-hmm. are like the basic front of the mill, not zombie zombie, uh, and then the newts, which are the kids, which are genuinely horrifying. I hate it. Yeah. Brian talked think, about those before. I don't oh my God. think I've ever felt worse in a video game than stabbing a child in the face. It's it's because it, well because it's not a zombie. Yeah, he's not already dead. He's that's a live kid, man. Mm-hmm. That's like that's a, yeah, sorry, just like a, a kid with not a lot of hair. Ronnie has to deal with it. Not I'm sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> we can um, get back to decapitating ears soon and not. Yeah, we'll go back to that. It'll be totally fine. Wholesome ear removal. <laughs> Ronnie says it's fine. Right. Um, uh, well, there are also you know bears and wolves and other. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice, yeah. Like, yes, animals. but it was it was really there are moments in this. And I don't think I was expecting to have such a visceral reaction to it. What I was like, oh, okay, cool. You're doing the kid zombies thing. That's fine. Whatever. Oh shit, you're doing the kid zombies thing. <laughs> um, and it's it's legitimately Do they scurry? creepy. Do they scurry? Oh, they're horrifying. Ugh. Like to to either come out of a building that I was just in and then like turn around and see there's like four or five of nope. them on the roof. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm. no, thank you. Hello, well, because if the, <laughs> if God. they know I'm here, then other ones know I'm here. They got these. And like, if other ones know I'm here, then that's big problem. Gangly oh. legs. And just like, oh, it's, it's so creepy. Like especially Ugh. if there's just one of them. Like if you just see one, you're like, shit. Where's the rest? Where's the rest? They're like little that's spider Kubrick children. Here. Like I don't yeah. like that. It really and it does again. It's like it's all mechanics that we've somewhat and seen in some fashion before but it's it's really well put together exactly um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel no yeah, motorcycles don't even have wheels they well, have what they, they have yeah, two that's, no those are horses you're the thinking. steering yeah. wheels they don't have steering wheels mm, that's what i'm talking yeah. about that one i mean that, sort that, of, yeah. two i was like oh that's interesting uh, they don't have steering wheels technically <laughs> they have handlebars <laughs> and you can ride them through the woods and look cool as hell or super scary that's true. Either or. Uh, but We're John- still figuring them out. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Meantime, horses. Why even bother? Got those down. Transition? No wheels this on This is just horse. a horse podcast Yeah, we're now. not just going to horses. Uh, John, thank you so I much for- I think the last time I was on here, we talked about, about horses. horses. You were here yeah. for Red Dead. That's it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, God exactly. damn it. Yeah. You're, you're IGN's horse expert next mm-hmm. to Brian and Max. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you a lot for of people vying for that job, by the yeah. way, so congrats. <laughs> cool. It's a new role. That I fell into it by accident. <laughs> I failed when I thought that horses had two or three wheels. They're like, you have to get out of here. <laughs> that The interview didn't go well for you. I'm sorry. No, not at all. Uh, JR, thank you so much for letting us know all about that. I'm really of course, excited yeah. hear, after hearing your preview. and I, I really can't wait for more people to play at least as much as I have, if not yeah. more so, because I'm really curious to see how this pans out. And I feel like people's t- uh, expectations for this game are quite tempered, which is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really, I, I genuinely hope that this turns out to be like not necessarily a sleeper hit, but like a, a really great surprise for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for the middle of spring. Yes, because like yeah. there's not much kind of coming down the pipe during that 
particular time frame. Yeah, yeah exactly. after after this glut of releases that we've had recently, it's kind mm-hmm. of yeah. slowing down. You've got Sekiro so. in a couple of weeks, and then Shrug. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see that game come out, and all of us be able to see what that long tell of the game looks like. Yeah. But thank you so much for letting us know about it. And like you said, you have full in. written previews up. On yes, IGN. yeah, it's oh. on IGN.com right now, or YouTube if you prefer. Uh, before we get to Days Gone actually releasing, if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you can play the new games that are free this month for PlayStation Plus. We want to talk about those because, of course, they always announce those in between episodes the day after we post an episode. So Hooray. you're always talking a week late. Uh, but for the month of March, you can download Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered as well as The Witness. And so this is the first month we are not getting PS3 or Vita games as part of PlayStation Plus offerings. And I knew this. I expected this. They've told us for a year this was going to happen, and yet I still felt a weird twinge of when I saw only two games listed on the PlayStation blog. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, mm-hmm. do, yeah. How do we the all feel PS3 about... The PS3 surprises me. The the lack of PS3? Yeah. yeah I, I, they must see the numbers. Yeah. And I mean, so, I get it. Like, yeah. I, I get it. it just, I'm just like, aw. Yeah, they gave us like a year... They gave everyone like a year heads up that they were going to do this, so it's not too surprising. But I think that like what bums me out is that... Every single month, there would be about four or, four or five games, something like that. And invariably, one or two of them would be cross-buy. And that mm-hmm. means that if it came to Vita, there was like some weird secret PS4 version that you might have missed. And so you had a third PS4 game. Um, or it would be a PS3 game that also you know, had a cross-buy on, on PS4. And so if you just played PS4, but you abandoned ship on Vita and PS3, like many of us did a long time ago... Um, you would get more than two games every single month because when you get two games, there's a chance you have one already. Right. And then you only have one game. Yeah. And now all of this is just – this is kind of just bonus on the fact that we all just have to pay for online services now. Technically, they don't owe us anything. But they did it for a long time and it was nice and it was cool to see that many games. I can't help but feel like this is a loss of value for our consumers because our subscriptions stayed the same price. But the amount of stuff that we're getting every month has yep. decreased. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sucks. Well, I mean, sort of. I mean, I look at PS Plus and I think in terms of what I'm paying for, you know, I have the ability to cloud save, which is great, super handy. Mm-hmm. And they, they did increase, yeah. yeah, the size of that. Right, which is great. Yeah. Realistically, though, I use that a lot more than someone at home who has one console realistically does. And the other side of it is they get to play multiplayer games. Which I personally kind of feel like that should just be included in the cost of your game. Yes. But ju- the reality of what we play now. Well, no, exactly. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, the, the yeah. server load totally. cost yeah. like, does need something to manage. But at the same time, like, is that worth 60 bucks a year? 50 sure. Bucks right. A year? Yeah. It, maybe if you only play one multiplayer game. Exactly. And you're yeah. not a hardcore Call of Duty player or something. I'm, like I'm that. not like, like a big multiplayer guy. Sure. So for me, this service has always been about keeping the lights on. Right. And uh, getting free games through PlayStation Plus. Yep. And then obviously also you, there's like... And this is like you know not something I don't want to forget, but you there are a ton of discounts that are available through yes. PlayStation yeah. Plus, yeah. which is super cool because like regularly games before they launch to preload, you like save three or four bucks or something like yeah. that, or the, things will be fifty percent off. Like it's really cool in that way. Yeah, yeah. every there, sale the PlayStation Store has, you always as a PS Plus member get a better discount. Yeah, yeah. I mean don't get me wrong, I'm yeah. not trying to say that like stop playing, stop paying for PS Plus. Sure, like, yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to rally the unions against it. Like <laughs> I'm very much glad that I subscribe to it. Yeah, but it is that notion where it's like I can see where. Folks Folks would be arguing, you know, wh- without this, for example, if I if I was someone who had a Vita and then I, or if I was someone with a PS3 and actually using it, but not much else going on, where where does my value come from now? That's a good, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Um, 
I, I would say, like, you know, the ship has sailed on, <laughs> on those products. Yeah. Like, I, for the, the fact that up until last month you were getting free PS3 games is pretty amazing. I think yeah. it's yeah. incredible, to yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. I think that's something. Well, yeah. I, I mean, well, that's makes, dedication. It makes yes. sense. It makes a business sense. Because mm-hmm. totally. there are yeah. so many people out there who are still playing on PlayStation 3 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I, I do think there's a, a bit on the dev side that is disappointing to me because even when there were six games, even if like not all six were things I wanted to play every month, but it also gave some games, whether they were cross by or not, a spot that mm-hmm. they wouldn't otherwise have. And so I would assume going forward, if you only have two games to promote, you're not going to want to put the two smallest indie games to be like your flagship online service you can get these two games. Like you are going to put Call of Duties or The Witnesses or right. first party mm-hmm. games that have been out for five years. That's a really good point. And so I worry that a game like Iconoclast, which was just on a few months ago, may not get the chance or like something, obviously it's huge now, but like when Rocket League launched for free on PlayStation Plus, had that been one of two games, people may not have been like, what is this game? Oh, yeah, I think right. no, like, there could be any different world. Right, right, right. Smaller games. Maybe there will just see a larger selection of free stuff. Like maybe it will be a Call of Duty or a Hitman or a, you know some other AAA-ish title, but then you'll also see a couple of indie games that it's not really going to ding Sony too much for financially mm-hmm. to put on the discounted market. That's why I wish they had gone with like three games uh, across the board every single month because I think then there is room for have the expectations for your modern warfare remasters and your the witness which you know is is a basically a small game made by one person but yes but um, it's a it's a it's known and significant yes and it made exa- a splash exactly yeah. exactly and it's it's like it's on iphones you know it got yeah. ported pretty much everywhere um and this would have been a perfect spot to sort of be like oh we also have like this tiny game you never heard of like slime son or something which is like a cool game i championed on switch uh like just like a cool eight bit platformer that maybe somebody would have missed otherwise. Yeah. Um, but I think the big elephant in the room here is PSVR. Yeah, for for me as like a PSVR convert last year who had zero interest in the beginning of twenty eighteen in VR as a thing, and then came out of it with three of my favorite games of the year being PSVR games. Like I wish they would add a PSVR supplement to this, not just for someone like me who now loves the thing, but someone who is maybe on the fence about it. Because if you stack free games after six months, yeah. you go into December and November where there are all these crazy Black Friday deals and a bundle this year is 150 bucks. Yeah. You have 12 free games ready to go and they don't have to be all Astrobot to the world or Tetris effects or things like that. They can be some of the smaller, more bespoke, maybe like the sevens of a PSVR game. But offering those and having that library inherent, I would think would make people more likely to buy a PSVR. Yeah, maybe. I, I, it's, it's bizarre to me that that's not happening because you'd think at this point uh, Sony would be supporting VR as much as it possibly could be because we are at this sort of time in the VR life cycle where it could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like it, I don't feel it, it hasn't obviously rocketed to sort of unanimous, ubiquitous success like uh, many were talking about when, when sort of VR was that. Like what, what year was that when VR suddenly just went boom oh, and there was the geez, five and there was the Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, and everyone was predicting that it was, you know, the the world had changed. It was gonna, it's, it's 
it's not going to be like the the 90s again. It's going to be like this huge new thing. It's our Mario 64 moment. And, yeah, yeah, And there yeah. were definitely shades of that, right? Like there, there were. were moments of that for well, sure. I think that there are demos of that that exist. Like there are plenty of reasons of VR that can show you like, oh, yep. shit, this is the next step for us. Yeah. But the yeah. problem now is just there's the, just the barrier to entry of cost. Like, that's exactly it. And yeah. I think that like what Jonathan's saying is spot on because that's that sort of alleviates that a little bit. Um, PSVR is the best-selling VR platform of all the ones we, we named. Yeah. Uh, that – that rose to the top. And mm-hmm. I think part of it is because it's synonymous with PlayStation, which is synonymous with gaming. And if you look back at the PSVR's launch, there's a bunch of games in there, um, like Until Dawn and Wayward Skies, where yeah. like you're like, this would be the perfect thing to throw in as like a perfect number mm-hmm. three in PlayStation Plus. And, and, like, and they've done occasional months where even when there were six games, they offered a free PSVR game in addition to that or like one of the PlayLink games. Like they've done that before. So there is precedence for mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it's weird to see that that wasn't like the third slot will always be a PSVR game. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine the money until Dawn Rush of Blood makes every month is worth like putting it up for free for one month just to get people interested. Yeah. In really, like, rotate it as like a trial thing. Like, yeah. like yeah. change the formula a little bit. So it's like, okay, you get these two for free in your library no matter what. With PSVR, you know, here's a month-long demo. Yeah. Yeah. Like play as yeah. much of it as you can in a month and then... If I if, if I didn't have PSVR and you gave me Batman Arkham VR for free, yeah, yep, that would be one of those things that would make me go like, oh, I hadn't considered this, but now this is a thing I want to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially once you see like the video of like the fact that you can dance in a mirror in that game as it's Batman, and wiggle your face. It's <laughs> so weird. It's, it's serious. It's amazing. I, love VR. I, I played yeah. that um, that demo in a small room with someone like NPR watching me, <laughs> and I gotta say. Playing anything in VR, especially when you're just standing and it's very disorientating in front of someone in PR, is just a horrible experience. Can we just like all of this? It's so awful. And I just remember thinking, I'm gonna faint. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna fall over. I'm actually gonna fall over because it was so strange. That that was like one of my first proper experiences. Yeah. You know, and it was it was quite formidable, just like going down in, in the into the back cave. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought I was going to fall off the side of the. I platform. thought I yeah. was, and yeah, I was, I was like, so uh, and I was like, the PR person is watching me do this. <laughs> yeah. oh, what yeah. am I doing with my arms? A, a lot of uh, the 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 back cave in that in that game specifically feels like a very real lived in place. Yes. Yes. And like yeah. just the simple and I forget what it was, the um that shark demo is part of the PlayStation World. Yeah. Oh yeah. VR yeah, World thing. Just oh, the simple yeah. act of going up and down in an elevator in yep. in a video game is the most boring shit. And you do it in VR and you're like what? Oh, I'm on an yeah. elevator. Yeah. It's so cool. Simple things like that. And even I've said this so many times in the show, but like Ar- Arkham VR has a moment where you pick up a clipboard and you're analyzing it for clues and you turn your hand and you're like, look at the clipboard. You can see that clipboard. And in the video game, when you find yeah. a clipboard, it sucks. Oh, yep. It's the worst. And in VR, it's Especially so cool. Especially if you have to manipulate it. It's yep. just like it floats and then it turns. Exactly. Really slowly. Yeah. 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 It, it's something that I feel like once you get into the hands of people, it's so much more easier to explain. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Demoing or playing VR in front of people is one of the most embarrassing experiences so awful. versus what you feel like playing I play Beat Saber a bunch and so I'm in my apartment like doing this with move controllers and I, in the game I'm Darth Maul yeah. but yeah. my girlfriend is just on the couch like what is this in real life you're like, the Star Wars kid yes yeah, yeah I, I'm uh, in Arrested Development but yeah it's <laughs> I hope obviously like for those who subscribe to PlayStation Plus like if you're unhappy about like the change or you do think there could be things better like be vocal about it we'll see if there are changes obviously as we go into a new generation we'll probably see a difference there I would assume 
assume this is probably what that's somewhat setting up. But yeah, it, it's a little disappointing to now see put into practice, but we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, moving on, we're a, unfortunately a little pressed for time, but I did want to ask in general because it's kind of been, there have been so many releases recently, uh, both like big, huge uh, games of service games and then little releases here and there. What are you guys playing recently? <laughs> we haven't really like talked about that much. Well, I played a shitload of Days Gone. Yeah, you played a yeah. lot of Days Gone. Have you been playing? You've been playing Anthem a bit, though. Too, I'm playing right? Anthem yeah. a bit. Um, I played the first round of the Division beta. Okay. Um, which I liked enough. I'm actually really curious to see what that full game, like not necessarily what it looks like because like, it's the Division. I yes. feel like I know yeah. how it plays. I feel like I know, you know, sort of what the broad stroke story is going to be but i'm really into seeing like where it goes and like sort of how their end game has evolved since the last time around yeah i i played maybe four or five hours of that beta and i was enjoying it it yeah. definitely it was familiar but like again it was well done so I, i'm excited to see what it looks like mm -hmm. for 15 hours yep. uh brian have you been playing anything yeah recently? uh i played a bit of trials which is really cool I like oh the game yeah, a lot. yeah um that's a good time uh but jason trier over at kotaku has been writing about bloodborne like crazy you've been playing it again right. and so i yeah. i jumped back in over the weekend just to like go into that first hour again and i wanted to do like a weird playthrough where i'm like i'll play with a, a weapon i've never used and like pick a different sort of like you don't really have classes in that game but there's like presets that you can play that mm -hmm. are different and weird you get like a different buff or yeah and i just i just love i love the fact that you wake up in a in a hospital bed in that game and walk downstairs at a medical clinic and there's just like wait are you playing bloodborne or metal gear bloodborne okay. yeah <laughs> and there's like a horrible wolf and he's eating the corpse of a man and you yeah, walk I'm outside and you pull this lever <laughs> and this ladder falls down and you're going up the ladder and while you're going up the ladder there's this guttural yell that's just like <laughs> and you never find out what it's from it might be the blood star beast you never see it you never really hear it again and then you get upstairs and it's just like yarn him <laughs> and everyone's mad at you and wet i love it i think i've played that part the, like that is the sequence of a video game i think i've played the most in my adult life it's so only good. because it took me so long to get past that yep. beginning yep. section. Yep. I was just going back and back and back and back and back and back and back. And also, back. I was so proud this time because I, f I remember that like to level up on the, in that game, you have to go to the first boss and die. And then you can go talk to the doll and she becomes alive and she's like, oh, what do you want, Hunter? And whatever. And then she helps you with stuff and there's garbage all over the steps and you pick it up and you have toys. It's cool. Yeah, but it's like I remember that whole Yanam, yeah. like opening section of Yanam. Like I remember games from my childhood. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was playing games from my childhood like over and over because yeah. I had nothing else to play. Like I just had, would have one video game at a time, but that's how it felt with Bloodborne. It's yeah. like ingrained in my memory. And it's, yeah, it's so good. And yeah. so I, I realized that the other way to level up in that game is to go deep into the toilet sewers where the mm -hmm. giant rats are mm -hmm. and, and you find the madman's knowledge and then you consume it and yeah. then you go back and you can level up without ever dying. And so I had like, you know, 3,000 blood dollars or whatever <laughs> and <blood> <laughs> killing all the rats with my, with my whip. And then I went back to the lady, and I could level up now, and I'm very happy. I love that game. Blood it's like Born your rules. fifth playthrough, right? Yeah, yeah. I've still never really gotten past the initial opening areas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just been it's something. Yeah, I really have always meant to. It's just I, been I that thing of like too. we can play co-op together. Ooh, oh yeah. I've, all, I've only gotten to Vicar Amelia, and Eric Sapp had to beat her for me. Oh yeah, I, I'll say real quick because Max Scoville's not here right now. Uh, he's out there, but he's he's playing the game too. And I told him a couple weeks ago, like if you get stuck in that game, ring your bell and. Uh, if famous murderers from the internet will show up <laughs> and help true. you destroy these nasty wet horse skeletons. Yep. That's 100%. Why yep. is that not a box quote? Yeah, yeah that, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and Lucy, you said you were playing a little Apex Legends. Still, Yeah, a little Apex Legends yeah. alongside um, the Dark Souls of Dating Tinder. Ah, yes. <laughs> so 
I've been the, I've been occupied. Too big get the bad man's knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> get the bad man's knowledge. Yeah, I've had a little bit of that bike. actually for sure. Um, no, Apex Legends. Um, yeah, it's I'm still terrible at it. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, I just for me, it's like I I just need to get a squad together because yeah. I'm playing by myself. And like while playing by yourself is fun, you know, I want to have friends who know that I'm terrible and who will help me know carry me like a small baby. <laughs> it's it's a weird oh, it's a weird isolating experience to play that game alone. Yeah. Especially it, yeah. when you're on a part of the map where no one really else is. Like but. I really appreciate the ping system and I think yes. that the ping system yeah. is completely revelatory. I don't have to actually talk to children and feel existential. <laughs> um, but I do like the fact, you know, the ping system is great because you can play silently, but I still prefer to just know that my friends have my back. Yeah, absolutely. I've also been playing a bit of Trials Rising. I love those wacky motorcycle men dying in horrendous ways every time I crash. <laughs> it's really I, funny how, like, each level ends with the, de- the yes, death of your man. <laughs> I, I love that so much. They added the meatbag challenge from Skate 3 yet. Where the objective is just to break as many bones as you can. <laughs> there, one of the side challenges is to essentially toss the body as far as you can, and you'll hit exploding barrels to okay, keep the, you the going. Stairs, yeah, so, right? yeah uh, I remember the stairs yeah, one from like the first. Th- this is just like a big mountain side okay. sort of thing. Can we just yeah, get that mode from Skate Three remade, mm-hmm. please. Just bring just back, like, skate. please. Just bring yeah, back. Just, skate. just bring back. Just give me Skate Four. I, I really appreciate how like ultra polished this like utterly disgusting ragdoll simulator is yes like it is a very detailed very meticulous very mechanical game about killing your man with the with the bicycle and it works out well though i will say on a a trophy note because we're not doing trophy tests this week i hate the trophies in that game because they're all for like expert level play you basically like don't get any for on playing at the beginning of the game but still fun to play you just rev your engine you get a trophy yeah that would be amazing yeah. i love that so much mm-hmm. uh anyway thank you all so much for joining me for this episode beyond episode 581 uh when we're not on the show brian where can people find you uh you can find me uh on nintendo voice chat or on twitter at agent bizzle and lucy where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at loose o'brien and jr where can people you find can you? find me on most social platforms at us of jr and I am at JM Dornbush on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me talking about my cute dog and Kingdom Hearts, as always. You do uh, have a very cute dog. Thank you. He is adorable. We love him. But he bites feet way too much. Gross. Anyway, thank you for watching this episode of Beyond. And as always, Beyond. 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 Beyond.